Welcome back to the podcast. On this episode, I am joined by Luke from the Rugby League Lounge. Go ahead, give him some love if you haven't already. We have a massive preview show for all finals week one games, so all four games, in-depth analysts of both myself and Luke's thoughts. Once again, if you haven't done so already, please go ahead, give us a like and subscribe on our podcast, either Spotify or Apple and then YouTube to watch the video version of our podcast. We're available on all social media platforms. And if you haven't done so already, go check out our hats. It's available in navy blue or white. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the podcast, League of Inches. Final week one special edition. We'll be doing this all throughout the final series campaign. Got Luke from the Rugby League Lounge as well. Uh, along for the ride to talk all things finals for the next month of footy and He's a lucky one. He's got a team in the finals. I unfortunately don't. So he'll be coming at this. He'll be a bit passionate. It's great. But one thing I like about Luke is he does say it how it is. So Luke, welcome back. It's good to talk some footy with you this next month of footy for us. Footy tragics are probably the best time of the year. G'day, Joel. Yeah, no, looking forward to today. Obviously, it's easy, easier to be more invested with your team, isn't it? But like you said, you, you love footy, you love finals, no matter who's in it um so sometimes it'd be more enjoyable um because yeah as soon as it, there's kind of this you know th- this dull feeling when your team gets bowed out and you know and let's face it more than not your team doesn't make it to the to to the final dance or even winning the premiership so yeah it can be a bit more of an enjoyable ride so i'm looking forward to it it's going to be a roller coaster i'm sure of it but yeah it's going to be great yep exactly Right, can't wait for it. Let's talk about the first game, and it's your your featured team in it straight off the bat. The Brisbane Broncos, second place against the Melbourne Storm, who finished third. So a rematch of last week. It's completely different looking teams, though. Um, what I've got um, as well, it's uh, Friday, obviously, 7.50 p.m. at Suncorp Stadium. I've asked um, Rando, random stats guy, to hit me with a, a couple of stats I can give out. So I want to read the stats out first uh, when it comes to this game. So for the Broncos, they obviously, we've all heard about it. They haven't beaten a storm at Suncorp since 2000, um, I think it was nine, uh, nine. And they lost their last 14 games against them as well. So massive there. Uh, for the storm, uh, they've lost their last two finals games, actually. So they're not on the greatest finals run streak. A couple of other ones he sent me through later on as well, which I've got to read out because they're pretty interesting. Um, the third place team has only beaten the second place team three times since the current final system. Um, the Bronx haven't beaten Melbourne in a finals game at Suncorp in their history at all. And they haven't beaten them in a finals since that 2006 grand final. So a lot of stats to, to be thrown out there. Um, so please go mull over that when you're doing your tips. I don't know if it's going to help, hinder. Uh, I'm one with stats. I'm, I find them funny. I know that they're always there, but it always gets them in your head and and things like that. But uh, let's quickly go over the team list as well before I get your thoughts. Just on the Broncos, pretty much back to full strength. You've got Adam Reynolds back, Patrick Carrigan, Katoni Staggs is, um, is back in the centres as well. The interesting one, Corey Oates, um, not named. They've chosen Jesse Arthurs for the wing spot instead. Um, for the Storm, just basically it's um, Jerome Hughes does make it back. So there's a lot of talk about him, if he will be fit, uh, if he uh, won't be fit. He is fit. So is Harry Grant. Uh, both come back into the side. Nick Meany does get the number one spot over uh, Pappenhausen, but Pappenhausen goes to that sort of roving role on the bench as well. 
Uh, Tyron Wishart is the unlucky man that gets the 18th man spot. So, Luke, I want to know your general thoughts first as we, we talk about this game. I know you're a Melbourne Storm fan, um, so you can first either tell me why you got, you think you guys have a good chance in this or, or what just your overall thoughts are. Um, yeah, I think just in general, when your team versus the Broncos, even when the Broncos aren't like they are at the moment, even if they're, you know, struggling to hit form, there is always something about playing at Suncourt, playing the Broncos, and it's just amplified now, some finals footy, and we're seeing the best Broncos team in quite some time. And actually, they're probably the most entertaining team in the comp. While being that, they are legit as well. They are legit premiership um contenders for me um probably more so on the betting odds than the storm saying that like you said a lot of the stats favor the storm um they're a team that i don't fear when we verse them um normally this team i fear a little bit Payne Haas is a big reason and pat kerrigan is also adds to that as well um and also just we even though we've got our sharp players, if you look around the fridges, if you look around our centres, our back row, it's not, as we all know, it's not as solid as it used to be. Um, but I will say, even though you've got superstars in the Broncos, in Reese Walsh, Tony Stagg, sorry, Farnworth, who's probably been the centre of the year, if not one of the centres of the year, I think there's errors in them. I trust the likes of, even though they're inexperienced, I trust the likes of their forwards in Carrigan and Haas, like I touched on. Obviously got Reynolds, but I think I think there is chances to expose the likes of Walsh in that first time in finals footy. He proved it in origin that he can do it. But I do like that we've been there before. And I do like that we we've had games where I've been like, yeah, sold. I actually think we are going to win the premiership. And then we'll lose to I remember one game we lost to the Cowboys um when they weren't going too hot. We lost to the Knights. So it's going to be an epic game. Um, I don't want to ruin too much, but I'm actually, I'm going to say this, Joel, this is going to be my final in in the end. I think these guys will verse yeah. each other again. I just got a feeling. Um, so that's that's where I'm at um, in terms of how I feel about these teams because obviously there's going to be a winner here, but I also am quite high on the Broncos. Um, I don't know if you want me to give me my tip right away. Not yet, um, not yet. Not yet, so... But I got a funny feeling these two teams are going to meet again, um, and I might change my opinion as the final gets on. But that's that's what I'm feeling right now. I tell you what, it, it is a um, a great take that you make because obviously that they'll split on the other side of the draws as well after this. And we have seen that in the past that the first week uh, matchup does become the the final as well. We've have seen that in the past, so um, it, it's sort of. For mine, it's such a great game to start this final series because it's two teams, as you said, the Broncos have been up there with Penrith all year and sort of probably haven't got the raps they've actually probably deserved because Penrith have been so good for so long and consistent with it where if you think about where Broncos have come from the start of the year where players are bagging out basically the coaching style of Kevin Walters to now the fact that they're equal minor premiers with um, the, the Penrith Panthers. They've been so good uh, for, for at this year with everything. Their attack is on fire, as you said. Then you go on the other hand, the Melbourne Storm have just sort of been under the radar all year. Like it, it's sort of, I, I remember doing a something about the ladder, I think it was two weeks ago, and I just thought, crap, I didn't realise the Storm was so high up. Like it was just one of those those things for me where I thought, I just assumed they haven't had a great year for some reason. I just, just kept assuming that. Um, but it's just typical storm. You'd know it as a fan that that's just what 
Melbourne do so well is they just win. They win these games that they need to win. They just find ways to win. Um, so the, my worry, my only worry, and I sort of mentioned it last week's show that we did on the live show, is that I feel like Munster's been really, really quiet and below a Munster, uh, his par even. I think he's been, even in the Origin Arena this year, I just thought he's been really, really quiet. I don't know what's going on with him. If it's uh, something personal, I don't know. Don't want to get, get into it, but... The other factor for the Broncos is, is he waiting for the big stage? And we know there's no bigger stage than a, a finals game at Suncorp Stadium against the Brisbane Broncos, who you've got a hoodoo over. And there's so much in our minds at the moment about where this can go. What I want to go to with this is your player to watch um, for this game. If you had to single out a, a certain player um, that can pretty much just grab this game by its, by its balls, basically, where are you going? That's interesting, eh? Um, obviously, you've got your, you've got your stars. Obviously, um, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say this every year going into the playoffs for the Storm, and I say it across the whole comp. I always think the biggest X factor because there's no one like him. Don't know how Raiders form this year, but I'm gonna go with Nelson, Sofa yeah. Solomon. Now, there's bigger names in this game, but. He provides something that I don't think is replicable from any other player in the whole comp. And in terms of rocks, rocks and diamonds, as Storm fan, I think he sums it up. The head scratcher, I'm yelling at screen for the good reasons and the bad reasons more. Yeah, probably probably Vunavalu was another one for me that may did some questionable things. But he can change a game, and especially if it's yeah. in the balance. When I'm looking at their bench, and Piakura has been awesome. Heverington's great. They've got some great players there, but he is that – and obviously Pappy's off the bench, but not expecting too much from Pappy. Nelson's a guy that if this game – I think I'm just picturing this game will be in the balance. If these two teams are at their best, where's the edge? Nelson. Where could we lose it? Nelson. <laughs> he could – he could, well, he could chuck an offload, 40 metres out, knocks it on, and just, you know, he, he's good for that. He could get carded. But he could come up the game winning play. He could come up the momentum shift. So maybe not, you know, you've got your, like you said, your Munsters and your Walsh, but he's just, he's different than the Broncos don't have anyone like him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going, obviously, I'm going one of the stars you did mention, and it might be the obvious choice, but I want to talk about him in a different sort of aspect than what people will probably be thinking. And it's Reese Walsh for mine, who I gave last week as my player of the year. And, I just think what I've seen from him this year at those really big level games, so I'm talking origin and things like that, is that he doesn't get intimidated. And I've got no doubt Craig Bellamy will be telling the Storm this week, get at him, like get into him, face in the dirt, all those old tricks and just really niggle at him. But the one thing I've really liked at him this year is that when the matters in games, he hasn't let it affect him. And he just goes to that extra level every time. And we know how good he is with the ball, his speed, how dangerous he is and the the storm their edges maybe have been a bit iffy all year and they've been swapping and changing a lot of that um throughout the, the year and it's going to be for mine we've seen what damage freeze walsh can do on the edges whether it's if he throws a dummy and runs through or he uses the ball and if the storm aren't aiming up on the edges there he could really cause some damage or not um for the storm all it takes is one little slip up against reese walsh and give him that small amount of space and he'll just make it look like a, a beginner, really. It, it's he's so dangerous this year. So mine's Reese Walsh. Let's go your winner in your margin. So 
with margin, I just want a one to twelve or a thirteen plus margin. Um, I no surprises. I am going to go after Storm. Um, yeah. I I think we do we do have something on them. And look, you know, you can believe in stats all you want, but there is something there. Um, yeah. I think I probably gave away why it might have been. Like, obviously, I'm giving the Broncos respect. It's going to be one to twelve, but um, I think Reese Walsh is an obvious candidate where. That he's going to probably produce the best stats of the game, but there could be that negative play, but it could be out of one of the others where, yeah, we've got guys that haven't been there before, but I just maybe trust that we've got guys around them that have been there before. Yeah, they've got Adam Reynolds, but their leaders are guys that are younger than me, and I'm 25, like the likes of Carrigan yeah. and Haas and, and all that. So, yeah, I, I, I like I like our chances, um, but tell you what, like it wouldn't surprise me um, if the Broncos probably actually surprised me more. If we won thirteen plus, and they won thirteen plus. Probably they've got the ability to blow us out the park because they've just got X factor. Yeah, I'm I'm going the Broncos one to twelve here, and the, the mainly the only reason I'm saying this is because a it's at Suncorp Stadium. And this year, every time there's been a ball that has to bounce the right way, it has yeah. done so for the for the Broncos this year. Like everything they do at home this year is just turned to gold. It's just been ridiculous to watch. Every time you think, yep, that ball will go out or there's no way he can offload that to, to Reese or something at the back, they always manage to do so. So I, I just anticipate this to be a really tough slog game, but those little couple of moments that decide finals games will fall the Broncos way with just how this season's gone for them so far. So yeah, I'll, I'll lock in the Broncos there. And interestingly, the odds side of things, $1.61 to the Broncos, $2.34 for the Storm Ooh. that's via sports bet. So yeah, some yeah. odds there for the Melbourne and, and the dreaded ho- um, hoodoo that's going on there. Let's go to the Saturday game, the first uh, one. Again, it's not an eliminated game. It's the top um, the Penrith Panthers against the uh, Warriors, so first versus fourth. Saturday, 4.05 p.m., so I'm pretty sure you can um, <coughs> you can let me know about this one, but for New Zealand, that's prime time slot. Would that be correct? It's a weird time slot for us. Yeah, it is good, 6 o'clock, because normally on the Saturday, the earliest game we get is 5.30. Uh, no, sorry, 5 o'clock over here. Um, and because there's normally, normally it's 2, we get 8. So I'm, I, there was... That was interesting. It'll be interesting watching a footy game, a finals footy game like that on a Saturday. Normally, we're used to the Sunday game. But, yeah, that's that's good. Putting the tea on, sit down. Yeah, second half, having dinner. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Perfect time. It's at Blue Bet Stadium, Penrith, which later on I'll have my own say about that, but we won't try and go there this time. Um, look, for the Pan- for the Panthers, uh, a quick random, as I said, random stats guy, little stat for us uh, for the Panthers. The Warriors have won their last seven games when SJ has been playing, so on a roll with SJ. He has told me it was very hard to do a Penrith one <laughs> just with how good they are. So uh, for the Warriors, how they can beat the Panthers, the Panthers are 10-1 and one against the top eight teams this season with their loss in round one to the Broncos at home. So they've been really, really good. Uh, we obviously know how good they've been this year. It is a, a hard slog for the Warriors going there, but I'll, I'll say this much before. Actually, I'll, I'll wait till we get back into the actual proper preview. I'll go quickly to the teams and the major uh, changes. Obviously, Luai is still missing uh, with that injury. Mitch Kenny and Scott Sorensen both return. Uh, Cogga gets that number six jersey that's locked in for the finals. Um, Jermaine Salmon is your 18th man. 
for the Warriors, you've got um, Sean Johnson back. Tohu uh, Harris has been named. There was talk earlier, uh, late last week, that it could be season gone for him, but it's come back. He's, he's playing. Um, Jazz Tavanga is back as well. And then the rest of the the Charles Eagle Clocks, uh, Dallin, um, Aiden Fennell, Blake, Wade, they're all, all back. So pretty much both teams are, as you'd probably say, full strength. Um I think this game is going to be a lot closer than a lot of people are probably thinking in their heads and what the odds say. The odds dollar twenty Penrith, four dollars sixty to the Warriors, thanks to sports bets. So what's your general thoughts on this one? I was talking to a mate a couple of weeks ago, um, and his take on it about who he liked to face as a Warriors fan, obviously being in New Zealand. And he he's come from the thought process that he would prefer to have the Panthers straight away. And I might send that your way soon. But um, at the end of the day, I think, realistically, you've got to verse the Panthers at one stage to beat the, to win the comp. Um, but it's tough. Um, I just think, I think the Warriors are such a solid team, but you just look everywhere position by position and you think they're just a little bit better. And you look like things like Jack Cogger, there and it's like, oh, maybe that's new, but it's like tomorrow Martin's great, but it's the first time him and Sean Johnson played alongside each other in a long time. There's just not a lot of areas where I can see them match it, and it's just and they're just so the goal on defense, they just they're just great. Like they honestly are going to be they should really be considered as one of the best teams of our not even just the modern era, but you know, yeah, of recent recent memory. But they still, there's still something missing. And I think because their superstars are still young as well. Um, it's yeah, and I just don't know if I agree with my friend on that. I somewhat get what he means, especially if he's considering Luai coming back in the fold. But I also think that Cowboys, that Eels loss might have been the worst thing to happen to the teams coming up against the Panthers. Yeah. Um, it's given them a bit of extra fire in their belly. So overall. Credit to the Warriors, but their Panthers team, like even like like Taruva is a rookie. Like he's he's and he's one of my best wingers of the year. Um, they're just they're just great. <laughs> and poor poor Warriors, poor Porter teams, they're just so well rounded now. And I was reading something the other day or listening to something how they've got so many players signed at twenty twenty six, and yeah, they've lost players, they're gonna lose Crichton, but yeah, they're they're building something great out there. Yeah, um. I think Penrith, obviously, for a lot of people, the favourites of this competition. One thing I will say for the Warriors is when I looked at the top four, I actually thought, and I sort of see where your mate's coming from with this, is if there was a team for them to be drawn with, I, you don't know if you, you think you're crazy to say it, but it was Penrith just because of the style that Penrith play. I feel like suits the Warriors style a lot more than, say, a Broncos or a Storm outfit who throw the ball around a hell of a lot more than the Panthers do. The Panthers are quite structured with what they do, but because everyone's on the same page and knows what they're doing, it's so hard to defend. But when you pull the curtain back, it is quite structured. But the Warriors are sort of the baby brother of the Panthers with the way they play. They play very similar to that as well. So I'm anticipating this to be a big forwards battle. Um, I won't be surprised if there isn't actually many points in this game. Uh, I feel like both teams' defences are really, really good. Um, I'm worried about the Warriors leading. I would have liked them to have probably a top six team in like the last maybe within the last month of footy just to really test them. I think they've had quite a soft run. 
Uh, I personally don't like that. I know it means you maybe let, risk less injuries and things like that, but I think players, especially maybe two or three weeks out, just to have that harder team to see where they're at would have been ideal. But um, look, it's very hard to go past Penrith. They're, they're a juggernaut at the moment. If they get to play it at home, which would just be an absolute blackout there, and the atmosphere is going to be quite sensational. Um, what about your player to watch in this game? I'll, I'll quickly go first just to mix things up. I've got Isaiah Yo. Um, for mine, Isaiah Yo's been pretty quiet this year. Another one that's probably in that Cameron Munster mould where uh, maybe because he set the hot bar so high in the last few years, we've been waiting for him to get back to that and really – it's just because he hasn't got back to it doesn't mean he's playing badly, but it sort of comes across that way where I just think he's been slightly below what he has done um, in previous years and at rep level, things like that. Maybe he's one of those players that needs that rest in the off season. He's, he's carrying some miles in the legs, but I feel like because this is going to be such a forward uh, battle and it's going to be draining in the, in the middle, his ball work that he can have with Cleary and things like that, just to mix that up when it's needed and picking that right time is going to be crucial. We all know that Warriors will be up and in with their defence, so he has to pick the timing right to do that. So he's my player to watch. What about yours? Well, as a different player, but that battle between him and Harris is going to be very vital, especially yeah. if a lot of other areas are cancelled out and Warriors, because they always be honest, like I kind of mentioned it, that there's a there's a way that Panthers could just go and cruise control and kind of make it their game. But I think if it's tired, it might just come down to how fine-tuned they are. Um, a guy that I just reckon is going to get himself um, involved. He's going to be a part of the result. I noted when he was selected with the Kiwis, and this was years ago where if I looked at the Kiwis side, he was the he was on an odd one out in terms of, don't know if he should be in there. And the big reason why he was in there was he was actually captain. Yeah. The reason is now... The, or sorry, to add to it now, he is arguably the best winger currently on form, DWZ. He is going to get himself involved in this game, I believe. Um, we think about the exciting tries, but he gets himself involved. He gets in there. We, like I noted with that Kiwis, when he was in that Kiwis, he would do that, and then he'd come out and be one of our best players. He'd play at fullback where he was. So come on, we you compare our fullback to whoever their fullback was. I don't know if it was Billy. So I think it might have been Teddy. And it's he, you know, he created eight out eight out of ten game. Um, yeah. but he's in form. There was a try, I think he scored. It wasn't one of those finishing tries in the corner that he scored. It might have been it's the dragons where he cut in. It was more he, yeah. he cut in field. That that just he just wants it, and he's gonna want to be a part of this result. Also, as to the fact it's his former team as well. Um, yeah. he's become a bit of an icon um for New Zealand. Um Kind of a Manu-esque in a way when Manu was um, scoring tries on the left-hand side um, with the with the, the obviously the curly here as well. I've been so impressed with him. Yeah, defensive read sometimes questionable, but he's going to get himself involved, and that's why he for me is the X factor. Yeah, no, hard to disagree there. I've loved his form this year as well, and he was my winger of the year. Uh, look, the winning winner and winning margin uh, for mine. I've got Penrith in a tight one, one to twelve. I don't think Warriors are easy beats at all. People are thinking this is a walkover for Penrith. Are going to see another thing coming on on Saturday afternoon. Uh, what's who's your winner in margin? Panthers thirteen plus. Panthers thirteen yeah, okay. plus. I I actually think it will be like thirteen points. Um, yeah. I I I, 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 I I actually reckon they'll get a drop goal at like half time. I think they'll just 
Yeah, they'll just play it nicely. I think I think the Warriors will be good, and I think they'll just be a step ahead. Um, yeah. yeah, I think they'll just capitalise on their chances a bit more than Warriors, sadly. Perfect. Now, the first, this is the business end of things, the first of the elimination games. Uh, Sharks versus the Roosters, 6th v 7th. Uh, the market, $1.91 to $1.93, so there's nothing in it at all. Saturday, seven fifty at Points Bet Stadium, so Sharks home ground, get the home ground advantage. Uh, so the stats here for this one from Random Stats Guy. Once again, thank you. Uh, the Knights, oh, sorry, um, looking at the raid, uh, Roosters have only beaten two teams in the current top eight all year. The Wars twice and the Knights once. Sharks have never won a finals match against the Roosters and have lost four of their last five v Roosters at points bets. So normally at home you, you think you've got an advantage, but if anything, it's probably a disadvantage and, uh, some of those stats are, are looking quite good for for the Roosters, uh, for the teams. Uh, so for the Sharkies, basically the same 17 as who that beat the Raiders um, in round 27. Uh, Connor Tracy has been named and should play, even though he's carrying some injuries. And Will Kennedy seems to be um, still a week away, but he is on the extended bench. So just keep an eye on that as the, we get closer. We all know being an elimination game, they might push him along to see how he goes. So just keep an eye on that one. For the Roosters, big in, Joey Manu does return. Um, unfortunately, Daniel Tupo doesn't make it. Um, he's looks like his season is over with that knee injury. Um, so Junior Pauga will go onto the edge for Daniel Tupo, which I think maybe in other years might have been a bigger um, loss than he probably is this year. I don't think Daniel Tupo has been fantastic uh, this year. So um, I don't think that loss is going to impact the result too much. So what are your general thoughts on this one? Um, I was very curious to see what the odds were going to be. Um, I think they might sum up a bit. Like I, yeah. I, I know who I'm going to tip when we get to that, but it was one of those ones where I do not know how good these teams are. Um, yeah. in terms of roster, in terms of our thoughts before, um, during the preseason, look at the other two teams elimination. You'd put them above the Raiders. You'd put them above the Knights in terms of just perception. Um, obviously, they found both of them have found themselves below the Knights, and I believe they were both on the same amount of points as the Raiders as well. But it's just been one of those seasons where, as you said, their record against top eight teams aren't fantastic. I can't believe we're seeing the Roosters here, but you still look there. There's quality. Obviously, Teddy hasn't hit his form, but it's really interesting. Um, they've shored up some of their weaknesses. Obviously, a big defensive crisis at some point. For the Sharks, especially, I mean, that Warriors game, um, they've somewhat fixed that up. The Roosters kind of look like they're, they've got a spark. They're a bit more cohesive now. But, yeah, I don't know. And I don't know if one, whoever wins this game, I don't know what it proves. Do, is it, mm. it, was, was that team that won it good or was that other team not quite up the scratch? Um, but, yeah, they've got quality coaches behind them too. It's a really interesting game. And, I'm interested to know your thoughts too, because um, yeah, Jeebus, these are two teams. If this is the grand final from the start of the year, it wouldn't have surprised me. But now it's like I don't know where these guys are at. Yeah, no, it is a bit like that. And, and to be fair, I know we mentioned the Roosters' record against top eight sides, but the Sharks isn't great either. I think if it wasn't for them beating the Raiders on the weekend, I don't think they've beaten any, if, if at all, any of the the top eight teams. So their their record isn't great either. So mm. um. 
it's an interesting game, as you said. It's sort of one of those ones where, for me personally, I haven't been really a big fan of the the Sharks lately and, and how they've been playing ever since basically um, Hines got dropped from Origin. I feel like they just haven't ever got to the, the point where they, they should have got to and they're just it's like something's holding them back and, and no one knows what it is, but it just feels like something holding them back and it does, just feels like their lineup isn't completely made up how it should be. It just seems like something's off almost every week when they play, but um, just can't put your finger on it. For the for the Roosters, they're starting to slowly show the form that had everyone saying they're going to win the comp from the, at the start of the year. I think it coincides with Sam Walker being back in this side, and to think, what three months ago he was used as a scapegoat and said he was the issue at the Roosters is crazy because if anything he's the reason that they're here playing finals football now because he's been yeah. remarkable the last couple of weeks. So, um, I just yeah, it, it is a really tough one to tip. It's one of those ones, what form do you trust? Because neither, even though the Roosters have won the last few games to get into the eight, it still hasn't been really great sort of wins. They've just got by, like both, like the Rabbitohs, for instance, were depleted. They didn't have many uh, stars playing and they're just, they've been off. They've had in, um, external noise and things like that. So it's a hard one to tip. Uh, just for my player to watch as well, I did mention him just before, Sam Walker. I think he's the one to watch for this game, just because, as I said before, Roosters' form has really come off the back of Sam Walker, and he's been classed the last couple of weeks he has played. And just basically, mate, I don't know if it's an FU to the coaching staff, his little personal vendetta at the moment to say, mate, this is what I can do. Don't, don't do this again to me. And um, the Roosters can really get off the back of that and go go with Sam Walker, I feel like it could be a, a great night for the Roosters. But, yeah, what about your player to watch? Yeah, so I think, yeah, previously we will go on team, different teams. I think that might be maybe more of a coincidence. I'm going to stick with the Roosters. Um, yep. you, were men- you mentioned Munster earlier. You mentioned Yo as well, where they kind of seem like they weren't quite themselves. And I think somewhat been on the radar because, you know, they've obviously been in the top four. This one's probably more so. Also been a new environment, Brandon Smith. Um, my thing with X Factor is how can you be a difference in comparison to the other team? And you can't really see anyone else that brings what Brandon Smith does. And I look at this four pack, and if he can get some really good go forward going from himself or take advantage with his ability just to sneak any gap and get that final feel about him. Maybe he's like, all right, I'm new. this is me. You know, I've been in the grand finals. I've been in big games. Um, this is maybe where we see the best of Brandon Smith. Um, someone also, like probably I haven't actually watched too much, and I know he's had his moments, but I'm just wondering if this could, this could be the stage for Brandon. Um, and to be honest, mate, Sam Walker was, it was I was debating, so it was splitting yeah. ears there. But such a big brand, fan of Brandon Smith. Um I just really want to see the best best version of him. And I honestly reckon if we do get the best version of him, he is the game changer for me. Um, nothing against Brake Braley either because he is an awesome hooker, but I just think that battle might settle it. Um, and that's where, yeah, where the Cheese could win the game for his team potentially. Uh, to, to be honest with you, I know a lot of people are talking about his pay pack and things like that. He hasn't earned his pay pack at all this year, but honestly, he could earn it in one game if he, he could 
yeah. have one of those games we know he can have, then I'm sure Roosters fans and everyone else will go, you know what? He's earned his money. He's he's been got to that level that he he was showing when they signed him. So let's get to uh, the winner and the margin as well. So um, for mine, Roosters uh, will get this done one to twelve. Um, don't think they'll run away with it as such. I still think they're, they're finding some things in their attack, but I think they'll do enough to get past others at a shark side who, for mine, just haven't been there for the last few weeks. Mm, I agree. Um, even though I kind of probably sound a bit negative on both teams, I will say I was um, somewhat impressed by the way they actually took advantage. I yeah. ended up watching it later, and the fact I watched the first half, and they just they got it done, and they just... You know, maybe it wasn't the most fantastic thing in the world to watch, but look, like you said, Turbo's out, like they're down on troops. Like some of these names, like even though, yeah, they've got stars there, they're, they're guys that I didn't, hadn't watched before um, or barely knew of, and but they so they have been making it work um, more so than the Sharks, more convincing than the Sharks, I must say. And I think coming out of that um, Rabbitohs game is probably why I'm leaning towards them as well. And, I am confident that Sam Walker, I'm such a big Sam Walker fan. Um, yes, Hines is on the other page, and he's obviously got his reasons to be that star of this game. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm i feeling the Roosters too. Yeah. Last one, um, another eliminator, Newcastle Knights versus the Canberra Raiders, fifth versus eighth. Uh, Sunday, 4 o'clock, McDonald Jones Stadium. How good to finals football, 4 o'clock time slot on a Sunday. That stadium will be packed uh, in, in red and blue. $1.23 the odds for the Newcastle Knights. The Raiders are $4.25. Um, the key stats here, once again, random stats, man. So the Knights, uh, they haven't won a final under Adam O'Brien, losing in 2020 and 2021. Um, the Knights have the second least finals experience of any of the other teams starting 17 as well. For the Raiders, the Knights haven't lost a Sunday game this season, winning nine in a row. So they are Sunday specialists, and it's hard to to look away from, from that and the way that the Knights have been playing um, so far in, in this amazing run that they're having. For the Knights, the team list, um, Kalen Ponger is back. Hastings is back as well. And Lachlan Fitzgibbon, all returning from injury. Uh, Frizzell, Dan Gagai, and Phoenix Crosland um, have also been named, uh, who were all rested. Um, so they shift Inari Tarali and Dylan Lucas back to the extended bench. Um, Fauma Unu Brown out of the team list. Uh, for the Raiders, Sebastian Chris obviously has been suspended, so his season is over. Um, Albert Hopawati was the man expected to get the call up, but it's actually been James Schiller um, who's been named to get that wing spot. So um, massive there for James Schiller. Um, look, the absence of both um, Corey Horsburgh and Josh Papali'i uh, with uh, suspension and injury as well. So there's some big losses there for the Raiders. But um, look, the thoughts... I'll go quickly with the first, my thoughts for this game is I've got no doubt Ricky will have the Raiders up with that finals mentality going. It's us against them and really get out there and, and get a job done. But I'm just concerned because I think form's everything when you're coming into the finals and that's clearly what the Knights have uh, basically over every team in this finals competition is that their form 
is so good at the moment. They're doing things, it looks like, without even thinking. It's just coming natural to them at the moment. So um, really loving what I'm seeing from the Newcastle Knights, how they're playing. Ponga is clearly the star there, but it's uh, so many other people are doing what they need to do to get the job done. And, and it's without those players like your Hastings and Adam Kluman, he was there, or your Tyson Gamble, they wouldn't be having the season that they're now having. And I really rate them in this final series to do some damage and, and take some, some big scalps with, as I said, that momentum's a massive thing. I just, I just starting to think this is a, a mountain too high for the Canberra Raiders. Yeah, I agree, mate. Um, it's a funny one. I was actually just having a thought there. The Knights, the backline of the Knights, they're kind of playing the best version. All of them are playing the best version of themselves. Like, what I mean by that, like, I think the Cowboys were quite similar last year. Like, if we look at, like, Ponga's playing the best version of Ponga. He's arguably the best fullback in the competition right now. Um, you know, the Bradman best hype of actually fulfilling that New South Wales jersey and kicking on from that as well. And I, I seen kind of the same things, obviously. And why I go back to the Cowboys is, a lot of people predicted them to make the to win the spoon, but then you looked at it like like Holmes is before he went over the NFL. Look at he went drink water. He has got all the potential and all the players. And it might seem oh that's easy, but for all of them to hit it at the right time is the key here. Um, Hastings to have the impact because we know how important Hastings was, but obviously the Tigers being wooden spoon obviously kind of marred, you know, kind of affected how we we viewed his impact, but, um, and I was kind of scared that it was going to happen with the Knights this year, but it's translated. And like you said, people have filled in. Marshall's hit heights, you know, he obviously has all the attributes, but he, and he's actually got their gag eye has stayed consistent as well. Um, and all them, like you said, they're the players that they're missing. You could arguably say, maybe they have the advantage in the forwards. You take them out and there's a clear mismatch in now. Um, I wasn't looking forward – when I look at these two teams, I'm like, I'm not really looking forward to this. And like you said, yeah. we haven't seen much of Knights in the finals. Um, I kind of forget, and obviously not being an Aussie and not really been around it as much growing up in it, um, how much of a footy town Newcastle is. When this game kicks off, I know I'm going to be right in for this one. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just the first thought, I'm like, oh – I'm not going to miss this, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's going to be some atmosphere there. I can't wait. You just know it's going to, there's going to be something special happening. You have one of those athletic trials, one of those moments from, from Ponga or something like that. Who's your player to watch? Oh, wasn't even thinking about this. Caught me off guard, even though we've been doing the whole um, thing. Um, <laughs> player to watch for me. Oh, honestly. Probably, I am just going to say the, the obvious one here. I'm going to say Caelan Potter. I am. Yep. I, I just I just think, um, what, and why, why I lean towards him is he is just finally, like I said, he is finally hitting his groove. Um, and I think, I'm thinking ahead for the Knights. And I'm thinking he, the more magic he's able to put together, the more he kind of, he's stepping up gear, stepping up gear, stepping up gear. And like you said, pull up some scalps. So I'm just looking to see where he's at each game, see how he handles finals footy. And I just got a feeling there might be that origin 2022 feeling about Ponga this year. Yeah, um, yeah you kind of allude to it, but I've got a feeling this won't be their only win in the series. Um, yeah, so the obvious one, but um, 
I think I, I just think he might be the guy to watch. Yeah, I, I do agree with you. Actually, I know it's pretty boring, but Kalen Ponga and what I like to to look back on is sort of other final series and teams that have gone on runs and things like that. So obviously, oh nine, we've got the Eels and it's off the back of of a star fullback, Jared Hayne, the Bulldogs, yeah. uh, Ben Barber, the Melbourne Storm had Billy Slater. Um, obviously, the Roosters back to back had James Tedesco. So there's always that. It feels like we always go back to the fullbacks. They were always the stars of the shows and always step up and, and lead their team to something special. And look, I'm not going to say the Knights will, will definitely win the comp or something like that. But what I will say is while they've got KP at the back and he's producing what he is doing and in the form he is, he is in, they're going to be so hard to beat, even for the teams like the Broncos and the Panthers. I reckon if we get to the stage where they get to verse one of those, they will be probably the most worried they've been all year because there is so many plays that we could talk about. As you said, the wingers, Dane Gagai is just back to like he was playing like he was 25. Their forwards are fantastic. So, um, look, their the halves, I feel like, are very underrated this year. They're just doing their job exactly what they need to do. So, Ponga will just grab this game. I feel like you'll have all eyes on him. He loves that stage. Watch him produce some absolute Kalen Ponga magic. Uh, your winner in margin, uh, I think this is going to be a pretty easy one. Um, yeah, Knights, um, but the Raiders are the Raiders, um, mm. you know, 1 to 12 is their go. Um, yeah, I'm going 13 plus. Uh, I think the, the tipping point for me is at home. Um, yeah, I just, I know we were just talked about Ponga, but I just thought you were mentioning the fullbacks. It somewhat reminds me of not a fullback, but Michael Morgan in 2017. Um, it kind of trended more at the back end um, after an unlikely finals berth as well. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go through team plus. Yeah, no, that's um, – I, I agree there. Newcastle, 13 plus. I feel like they'll win this easy. I think the Raiders will be up for it the first 15, but then Knights will just run all over the top of them and, and the momentum will be too hard for the Raiders to stop. That's all we've got time for, guys. Finals week one preview done and dusted. I just want to send, send a special thank you once again to Rando Random Stats Guy for the stats. Um, we'll have those each and every week. Uh, once again, special thanks to Luke from the Rugby League Lounge as well. Please go and follow both of their pages if you haven't done so already. Um, but, yeah, League of Inches round, uh, finals week one preview done and dusted. As I said, new series. We're doing this every week for the next month uh, in the layouts of the big game. Thanks, Luke, once again for, for coming on and enjoy your finals week one footy. Cannot wait for it. It's almost as good as Christmas.